Welcome to Blind Guys Chat, where this guy, Oren O'Neill. Hello. And this guy, Jan Bloom. Hello. And this guy, Stuart Lawler. Hello. Talk about the A to Z of life. Hello, and you are very, very welcome to episode number 49 of Blind Guys Chat. We hope you are very well and that you have enjoyed the most recent heatwave, which lasted about two days. I'm very warm still, by the way. Yeah. Just, just to yeah. say, very warm. I mean, we got, what, 30, 32, 33 in 33 the at Park. the Phoenix Park in Dublin, I believe, yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. But I God. believe you were much higher, Mr. Bloom. Yeah, well, in the, you know, in the, in the area where, um, um, close to the coast in the south, um, so a little bit more south than Sandford, where the Grand Prix is, um, is yeah. organized uh, in September, it was 38 um, and down south, you know, in the down southeast and um, area uh, where we connect to Belgium and Germany, we had forty plus. Whoa! So that was that uh, is that is hot. That is, I, I was hot. I was I was reading something last week that it said that London was hotter than the Sahara or the Caribbean. Yeah. Madness, yeah, <laughs> they broke. Break, yeah, they broke through the forties. Yeah, in the, they in did. The, um, in, talking in to some of my colleagues in the UK, and they just said it was. I think. I think people just found it really difficult because you know they're same. They're they're not made for that. They're not able to. It's manage. hard to concentrate, yeah. isn't it? When you're when you work no. to do. You don't. I I love this kind of weather, but. Yeah, not somewhere when you wouldn't need to work. Not when you're you know? working, though. Not when no. you're working, no. And also, you know. our houses, you know, they are not uh, built for that. They're not made for that. No, 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 they are not made for that. We have not. a lot of windows, you know, a lot of window to, to get um, uh, light in, in, in the house and, and the sunlight, etc. But, yeah, when you look at the, the houses in the Middle East, you know, the houses, they have li- little windows, you know, to, to keep oh, the... Oh, right. to keep the, the, the sun out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've come up with a great idea for Blind Guys Chat. It's a Ooh. great business idea. Do you want to share it already? Yeah, or? absolutely. I want to. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make some money on it. We I'm all gonna, need money. Well, I, need I a few quid. You know the old saying: you've got to make, you've got to spend money to make money. So I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. need some checks off you guys. Mm. But I was listening to our uh, dear friend Professor John Sweeney during the week. Oh yes, and uh, he was talking about climate change and how this was part yeah. and parcel of what was going on, and it got me thinking. I think we should go into the air conditioning business. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not sure I could install them, but I could, ser- I could try and sell them. And I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah. we could do tech support for them. I'm sure. How hard can they be to install? Like, just well, put a few just, screws in. Just knock a wall through, <laughs> don't you? And just put in a unit, don't you? A couple of pipes. Another break in the wall. Another yeah. break yeah. in the wall. Well, <laughs> we I've, don't I've need a, to. I have a funny story about air conditioning. Actually, when I was uh, um, in a hotel there a couple of a couple of uh, months ago, uh, staying away for work, and went into a room, and it was absolutely freezing. It was like February, and <laughs> yeah. the air conditioning was on full. And I was pressing buttons, this thing on the wall to control the air conditioning, pressing buttons, and oh, all I was yeah. doing was making it colder. <laughs> so I had to ring Ira and uh, oh. Oh. the Ira service, and I said, "Please, can you help me turn off the air conditioning, or preferably turn up the heat a bit?" Yeah. And she said, I'm sorry, sir, I cannot see it. I said, okay. So, you know, faffing around with the, mic, with the camera, eventually got it. And she said, yes, it's, it's, at, it's at 12 degrees. I said, yeah, please, can you be, be higher? <laughs> and she said, I think you need to press the plus button. I said, yes, yes, oh, but where, where is, is, where plus? is so the we, plus? We worked yeah. out plus and she said, yes, sir, sorry, it is not going, it is not going past 12. So oh. I ended up had to say, to her, please, can you just tell me how to turn it off? <laughs> so I don't and know what was wrong. Why didn't you just bring the reception? Exactly. Yeah, my question because, as well. Excuse me, the, I'm actually, one of the blind guys. I'm too cold. The, actually, I think the reason I didn't ring reception, I think, as I remember, there wasn't even a phone in the room. You know, in most hotels, the new, newer hotels now, like the Premier Inns, which was where I was staying, they don't have a phone. They give you, apparently, on the sheet, a WhatsApp number that you call. Oh. Or I send know. a message, and uh, I, they I would will have gone respond downstairs. Oh, we're going downstairs. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I should. Yeah, actually, guys, you know yeah. something. You're right. I should have. I'm sorry. I don't know why I didn't do it. Nah, hey, not not sorry, but uh, go on. Blame, uh, um, yeah, blame the people in. Maybe hotel. we should go into the hotel business as well <laughs> as air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. No, Could we yeah. go into like car hire as well? Sure. Why not? Car hire. Yeah. 
Well, or maybe yeah. coach tours? Coach tours. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Come Larry, and, left. Larry and, and uh, Chef and could chef. drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And once, yeah, they, they, once they drive in the, in the same, on the same route every time, we'll know exactly where we are. Yeah. But if they do they a U-turn, we're, we're screwed. Exactly. Once they drive on the same side of the road, of course. Because, you know, well, I don't know Chef would be used to driving on the other side of the road in the Netherlands. Yeah, no, yeah. The, yeah. The, then we covered all... Uh, uh, all, all, all cover all angles, angles, you know? Yeah. 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 All through yeah. Europe. No, but, but in a way, you know, yeah, we are now actually also this weekend, it is also uh, getting a 30 uh, plus again. So we are. Uh, so we had a little bit uh, uh, down temperatures and then it was really nice. Also some rain. and uh, now, But now it's coming up again. And uh, yeah, who knows? I did read that there's more high pressure on the way, um, just on the weather here, I, I think, later this week. So, yeah, it, it's, I think it's not over yet anyway. No, 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 no. And our, yeah, we, we did not go even for our own holidays yet. Uh, so, so, yeah, we, we hope Well, you've already been away on, what, seven or eight holidays this year so yeah, far? Yeah, that's true. Seven, I mean, but, where but are you? Rome, Milan, Madrid? Exactly, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Been out of Africa <laughs> a few true. times. You have to exercise your passport, though, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you need to click, you know, with all those stamps, you know, because, you know, when, when Rosalie went to, uh, when we went to Rome, they, they were actually disappointed that there was no stamp of... Uh, of uh, <laughs> oh, yes, because you don't get it in the EU. So you don't. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. No, oh, so that's a bugger, right? I actually, <laughs> There's Jan, no proof. I, um, Jan, I heard it. I heard, and I don't know how true this is, but I, know, I, think, I guess if there was a queue, this would just really annoy everybody else in the queue. But I heard if you say to them, could you please stamp it for me? They will, but oh. I guess it takes oh. them time. So I did maybe. not ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. No, I heard no. that from someone. So okay, I don't know. Okay. I don't know how true it is. We hope you're uh, doing well in the heat, folks. Stay cool. Yeah. And yeah. also for the for the guide dogs, you know, uh, because how do they cope? Because how is Larry coping nowadays with the? Because he was a little bit sick. He was sick. Yeah, you're dead right. And uh, he's got much better since uh, in the last week. So he's mm. more or less back to himself. And how is he coping with the heat? And uh, that's an interesting question because I was going to ask you the same. Yeah. Question, oh. but. It's a funny thing because we have this cooling mat for him. We thought oh, yeah. the weekend that we knew it was going to be a hot week, we would we would go and buy a paddling pool, but a paddling pool couldn't be got in all of Dublin. So just for him to, to put his feet into if he wanted and lie down, but we couldn't get one. So we do have this cooling mat and he won't use it he won't sit on it he won't lie on it he won't do anything he'll go out mm-hmm. and he will lie there in the sun for as long as he can <laughs> sunbathing sunbathing he's like My a cat uh-huh. he, yeah i mean he's hot and he and he but he like he doesn't know oh i should go in and get cool he just oh, oh yeah i love the sun so okay. so i have to I have to bring him in he, several he wants times a sun holiday you yeah. better bring him to to the yeah. I don't know Lanzarote or something next year. Mm. I've I've been wondering about that. Yeah, I wonder what yeah. he uh, what he how would he cope. Um, yeah. Well, I, well, yeah, but Jeff is a little bit opposite. He is not why well, he uh, uh, we will go out for walking, etc. You know, just the normal things. And and but in indoors, he loves to be in the shadow. And also on the our coolest place in the house is the is the toilet floor. That is with oh, tiles. Telling us about this, yeah. Yeah, and 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 he prefers when the when 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 the door is open, and and yeah, sometimes it's uh, 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 not on purpose, but now we mm. we do it on purpose, and then he sneaks in, you know, and then uh, and then cool. he lays there, yeah. But 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 he is really good also with uh, yeah with, with walking out mm. in the uh, yeah in daytime as well. Yeah, it's something I, I'm I'm very interested in knowing it actually goes goes pass it on to our listeners if you do have any guide dogs. Have you? Like Jan has most certainly taken his guide dog. I haven't taken Larry anywhere uh, abroad, and I'm just wondering, you know, what are the extremes? When wouldn't you bring your dog, your guide dog, yeah. away with you? Like if it was 30 degrees in Lanzarote, mm. would you leave your doggy at home, or would you say, no, he's, it'll be okay? Or does yeah. it is it purely dependent on dog? Or I mean, I know which dog shouldn't be out. Like I was doing it during the week where I put my palm down on the uh, pavement and if it was too hot, I yeah no, right, we're not going out for a walk because that's too hot. Uh, that's the way 
guide dogs told us, well, if it's too hot for your palm, the palm of your yeah. hand, then it's too hot okay, for, good, good. for doggies, for doggies yeah. paw, paw. Yeah. Um, so I just wondered, I'm just wanted interested from our listeners. Yeah, have you brought your doggy anywhere that would be much hotter than Ireland, and was doggy okay? Yeah, no, good question. Send us yeah, an email. Yeah. Send us an email. Yeah, blindguyschat sure. at gmail dot com. Exactly. But we have and, to. And we how have is to the Twitter oil? Is it going well? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I got oil a, I got more oil last week, so the machine oh. is burning up oil. You want to switch? Oil is so expensive now. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm paying through the nose for this thing to keep going. So please send us in tweets <laughs> at blindguyschat. <laughs> 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 well, we have to. We're we're going to move on because we've got a very important topic to discuss. Stuart Lawler recently. Ditched Netflix. Yep. Yeah. Well, I tell that. I, I ditched Netflix yeah. last, um, I do believe it was last Saturday week, so around the 16th of July. Poor Netflix. And I, poor <laughs> 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 so, to be honest, I'll tell you what was happening. I was flicking through a couple of the new releases on Netflix. There's a load of, I think we mentioned it before, uh, or mm-hmm. a load of drama from the BBC. Yeah, has come to Netflix. Right. A yep. load of stuff, like really good stuff as well, by the way. Yep. And I know for a fact that all this stuff that has come from the BBC is audio described on BBC, as it should be. And BBC do a great job. And I want to say mm-hmm. that. Only one programme of the ones that have come from BBC to Netflix most recently are audio described. Not only that, some of Netflix's own latest content exclusively to netflix or whatever they say yeah. they call it is audio described and i just have decided why am i paying money f- to a company who I'm, I'm sorry i believe they are not interested they do not take audio description seriously if people want to email in and, and counter argue this please do i cancelled my membership i have asked that i tweeted them on contact them on twitter said on twitter i've cancelled they're not they never respond nope. and to be quite honest with you there is better audio described stuff. You see more of a genuine effort on uh, all four yeah. and on okay. even now on Amazon Prime. Ah. And that's where I'll be putting my yeah. resources. And I, 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 would, I would agree with you. Um, and I think I ro- raised this issue and I got the streaming service wrong. I said Better Call Saul, which is the, the prequel to Breaking mm. Bad, was on Amazon Prime. Uh, but actually, it's not. It's on Netflix, and okay. it's really, really annoying because they've just released. I don't know why they're why they've suddenly start Netflix have started doing this. So there, there was a series that we we were watching called The Ozarks, uh, and it's it started splitting its season, so it might air seven episodes, and then you'd wait another couple of months okay. for the for the remainder of the the, the mm. series. Yeah. Better Call Saul have done something similar. So they're broadcasting, and, and they're doing a, an Apple TV on it as well, in that they're only dropping it one once a week. Right. Uh, so we watched two of them uh, there the the last couple of nights, but I want to watch it again with audio description, in the hope that I will have audio description. But I, I, I'm, which is Stuart, I think this is really, really scandalous. Um, because, like, Apple are doing... A lot of you know, all their shows are audio described. Any anything mm-hmm. they release, yeah, on Apple TV, and you know, to be fair to them, anything you find on Apple TV that's Apple, Apple uh, um, homegrown or Apple commissioned is audio yeah. described, and and you know that without even playing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't necessarily know it with Apple Prime, but it was kind of. Yes, I thought there was a kind of an assumption with Netflix when I signed up mm. to it that uh, the content I was looking at or watching that I'd heard of. Yeah, was audio described, and okay. then you're quite right. Over the last two years, I'd say the amount of audio description on Netflix has diminished considerably. Way down, yeah. yeah. Okay. And whether yeah, they care or not, yeah. But but also when when you don't need audio description, uh, you hear it in the media that that Netflix is 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 losing a lot of members. You know that is very true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something uh, like it's not only Stuart that leaves. Did I? <laughs> Right. Did no, I read no, something Stuart like... Stuart is a very important guy, of course. No. So, yeah, well, yeah. if Stuart leaves, there, everybody leaves. Yeah, was yeah, there yeah. something like... I, I don't know if, if I've got this figure right. Was it 60 million in the last six months or something they've lost? Like it, yeah. a load of people. Yeah. And they Netflix. lose it to other uh, uh, yeah, stations. Now, I don't want yeah. to throw our listeners under the bus, and I, I don't Ooh. like doing this, but I wonder if someone like Again. Dave Nason 
oh. kind of has his hand in these things. He might have a, he might have a, you know, he might have a, um, a counter or an alternative point of view to put forward here. I'm not, Dave, I'm not forcing you to comment, mm. but he may have. He may, yeah. But I I just think it's, I think it's terrible. I think we are, sorry, I am not for a moment uh, saying how any other person should spend their money, but I am wasting money on a service that is not providing a service to me that meets my needs. So I'm telling them, good luck, guys. And when they're, as I said on my tweet to Netflix, when they decide to take audio description seriously, I may consider returning. Now, of course, I will miss the crown. And I'm going to say this and I don't care. I'm going to register for a month with an alternative email address to get free access and watch The Crown and then cancel. Ah, and if someone okay, from Netflix okay. is listening, tough. Yeah, yeah, tough. Yeah. And I must, must just <laughs> correct tough. something on The Crown, which we, we probably heard this week. Oh, yeah, folks. it's great news. Uh, oh. I thought the season five of The Crown, which Veronica, is going yeah. to, Veronica Hicks is going to be audio describing, mm-hmm. it was going to be the last season, but it's been announced this week that there is going to be a sixth series of The six. Crown, which is There's brilliant. There's going to be six, yeah. Whoa. And okay. we've been re-watching, by the way, um, season four, started season four, uh, and it's, it's it, I, I think um, you mentioned it on the last podcast, I think, maybe, yeah, uh, or the one before. It. Her, uh, the, the description, Veronica's description is just, mm. it, 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 brings it, it brings it to a whole different dimension. If you're giving up Netflix and so you, basically you've got cash to spare, uh, will yeah, you be some. jumping on to Disney? Um, I have a Disney account that somebody else has given me access uh, to, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you see, there there's, it is. N- there's not a lot there that I saw that was of interest to me. Right. So, no, okay. I'm going to keep with Apple TV and uh, I'm going to keep with Prime, Amazon Prime. And last night we were watching, started to watch. Uh, a program that I'm going to recommend to everybody called yeah. James May, Our Man in Japan. And if oh. anybody knows the series uh, Top Gear, he used to be one of the presenters of Top Gear with um, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Clarkson and yeah. the yeah. other guy. But he's done two series. The first one is called James May, Our Man in Japan. And the second one is called James May, Our Man in Italy. So we started watching our man in Japan and it's really very good but the main thing I noticed was that the accessibility is much much better on Amazon Prime after ah. an update yeah look I'm going to give Amazon Prime a chance I mean I suppose the reason I'm keeping Amazon Prime because people might say well why are you keeping Prime because I can at least take advantage of the uh, free delivery as well or at least lo- uh, okay. ah. faster uh, faster um, if I want to buy something on Amazon faster delivery are you finding it just Apropos of nothing, moving on to Amazon Prime, do you actually find that if you buy something that is available, because not everything is available for Prime delivery, but do you find that it actually does arrive faster? Um, it usually, I, I, I don't actually, it, if I buy something on Prime, say today, if I buy it this evening, uh, which is we're uh, doing this on a Sunday, um, I would probably have it by Tuesday morning. Really? So yeah, usually yeah, it's we, it's a it's a bit bit it's a bit quicker. We haven't hmm. found that to be honest. So okay, maybe we should check. But that you up. don't have it then in the, some apps that you de- uh, when you uh, buy it today that it will come tomorrow when you do it for ten o'clock or something. Mm, no, no, I've never had it that so. quick. No. It's okay. always been forty-eight hours, kind of. Oh, okay. Then Holland is getting too crazy, you know. It's also a little bit too much. So. You guys are better. You're just buying yeah, stuff nah, all over the place. Yeah. It, I, I think it is, we are getting more into conflicts, you know, in a way. It is getting... Um, people are expecting then also too too quick delivery, you know. It is too mm. fast. You, you should... Yeah, uh, at least uh, give them time, you know, to do something. You cannot really expect... There should be a bit of anticipation. I always felt when I bought something from Amazon... You know, it was something that perhaps you couldn't get in Ireland, or you could get in Ireland, but you didn't have the time to go and go to the physical shop and buy it. Uh, Mm. I always thought, well, Amazon's great because you can you can put in an order for something that you you've heard about, and yeah, you know, it's tricky to get in Ireland, and within a week, you know, it'll be delivered at your door. And there's that kind of anticipation, that moment of you know, I can't wait till this arrives. Whereas if it's 
you know, if you, it's like a pizza, you know, it's, it's kind of turning into like it's like a pizza. If it doesn't arrive in thirty yeah. minutes, well, yeah, you know. and and or and they're going to I, stupid. I think that may even be lessened for you because the obviously the Amazon <laughs> big Amazon center in South Dublin is. I don't know if it's actually opened already. If it hasn't, it's going to open very soon. And they're using drones, aren't they? They're going to start using drones. Hey, really? Oh, to do oh okay. Oh. Yeah. So. So you get a noise annoying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. o'clock at night. Yeah. Something Ooh. like that. And stuff arrives on your roof or something. I don't know how it's going to work. And, but, uh, yeah. and then you don't think like it is a mosquito. Bang, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how it works in an apartment block for drones. I yeah. Mean, I, I, yeah. I, I've no concept of how that all operates. I'll get one of the staff to go down. It's over here. I won't be doing it. It's oh, over yeah. there. It's over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I agree with you. I bet. Yeah. Uh, I fully agree with you about Netflix. It's a, it's a it's a good move. It's a bold move. I reckon you'll go back to Netflix though. Uh, uh, just, but, yeah. Well, look. I, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but inshallah. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's 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 fair play to you for making that uh, stand. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's commercial. You know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You can email blindguyschat at gmail.com or tweet us at blindguyschat if you've any comments or questions. Guys, you remember a couple of weeks ago I was telling you that I was at the midterm executive meeting of the International Council on English. Yeah, yeah you were enjoying yourself. There was nothing junkish about it. It was late at night here online. Uh, you but see, it was, late at night, hangovers uh, yeah. and whatever. <laughs> more beers. Mr. Stewart <laughs> yeah. on his, uh, in his element. <laughs> it was actually really interesting. Um, uh-huh. And one of the things I flagged for you guys at the time was a lady called Philippa Campsey was going to be coming to talk about a slightly alternative story around Braille and Louis Braille and some connections with someone called Charles Barbier, who has been very Barbier. slightly written into history, yeah, in, with his links to Braille. They were, very, they were very tenuous, but actually they're a lot more, they're a lot more firm than we might think. Okay. Uh, I thought it was fascinating, and I asked Philippa to come on the show, and she's here. Deadly. Whoa. So, Philippa, welcome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank welcome. You. Yeah. So Thank you for joining us. Where, we have to get where away. are you from? Yeah, exactly. Where are you from? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to you from Toronto, and I am okay. from Toronto. So we have to, born in Toronto. Ah. In blind Guys Chat, we have, a, yeah. we have the first question is always the same question to all guests. Yeah. Uh, where are you from, and what is the weather like? Yep. Because Blind Guys Chat, we like to uh, talk about the weather a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a warm, sunny day here. Uh, it's, we've been having a spell of lovely weather. I understand that uh, over in Europe, it's very hot. Um, yes, and yes. it's it's usually much hotter here in Toronto than it is in Europe, but it seems that the tables have turned and we're just having pleasant summer weather and you're getting, I think, heat waves and things. So guys, I've, yeah. I've kind of heard this story already, but I wanted to share it with you guys and obviously yeah. our listeners because it really is a, so interesting and all the books you read about uh, louis braille in school because i think we all it was almost mandatory reading i think for, especially mm-hmm. for those of us who were educated maybe in a special mm-hmm. school you can kind of throw it out the window um a lot of it or at least oh. some of it but philip can oh, the butler did it yeah <laughs> can we establish because i this is interesting you're not visually impaired and you had no connection to the braille world before this she hadn't no, not at all. I have, I have crummy vision and I wear glasses, but um, I'm not blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so. I've, I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you kind of you were on you were on a, you were on holidays with your husband in Paris. So you kind of just was it just decided let's just go to the Louis Braille Museum just for something to do? No, 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 no. no. Um, my husband is a historian of technology, and mm-hmm. um, he had become very very interested in the technology of communication with and among people who are blind. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he, he, he owns a Braille writer, and we had earlier gone to Jacksonville, Illinois, where the first commercially manufactured Braille writer was invented. Um, and, uh, so that, and that was the summer before, and it, 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 in the summer of 2016. And then in December of 2016, we were at the museum. We had been there before. Uh, we knew the people there. And uh, so he was looking at these machines, the, the, um, the museum in the uh, uh, Association Valentin Aoui has an extraordinary collection of different uh, machines and inventions um, dating back to the time of Louis Braille himself. 
Um, and so he was looking at them and I just said, well, I'll, you know, if you need me to photocopy something, I'm right here. But um, so I picked up a book about Louis Braille and started to read it just to pass the time. And uh, very early on in the book, they introduce a character called Charles Barbier. And I read a bit about him. And then I went to the curator of the museum and I said, what can you tell me about Charles Barbier? And she said, are you interested? And I said, uh, oh, uh, it's uh, sure, I'm, you know, yeah. um, I'm here. I've got yeah. nothing else to do. And she said, well, we have a box of his documents and letters. And nobody other than me has ever looked at them. She said, I went through them to catalog them, but no researcher has ever read them. And a box of 200-year-old documents, it's like catnip. I mean, I want wow. to read these things. So, um, so yes, I, I had no idea what I was going to find. Um, but uh, anyway, I got, I got very interested. And she was, she was very generous. She said, you know, photocopy what you like, photograph what you like. Um, so I couldn't do it all in the time we were there. So I brought a lot of photographs and photocopies home and started to go through them. The first thing that attracted my attention was that he'd spent quite a lot of time in the United States. Uh, and really, when, almost a week after I got back, I just started doing some research and turned up a letter in the Library of Congress that Barbier had written to George Washington um, shortly after he arrived in uh, Baltimore in 1791. Um, he was... He was a, asking George Washington for a job, basically. Um, but anyway, I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, there's there's obviously more stuff that, that has, yeah. has is, is available. Because the book that I'd been reading had been published in the 1950s. And I thought, gosh, you know, with online uh, resources, I can probably do a fair bit to flesh out the story of mm. Charles Barbier. The accepted story was that uh, he had created this... Um, this method of writing with raised dots for the military. He was the person who invented the idea of communicating with raised dots in the first ah, place. Okay, and he okay. also created the tools for it. Yeah, okay. Um, but it was thought, sort of, that he had done so for the military. It had become the story that had been, been disseminated. He's always referred to as Captain Barbier, uh, mm. But it turned out that he uh, his his career as a captain lasted lasted a grand total of two days um, <laughs> oh, before no. he he left the army. Um, this was the, t the because of the French Revolution. Oh, um, so he yeah. he was uh, the officers in the army were all drawn from the ranks of the aristocracy, and um, you know being <laughs> being an officer immediately told the world that you are. A, mem a member of the aristocracy. Mm. Moreover, some of these, um, the, some people in the army had been asked to put down popular uprisings. Um, so most of them ended up leaving the country um, or going into hiding in some way because you just didn't want to advertise that you had been an officer in the army of Louis XVI when the French revolutionaries came to call. Okay. So, so he hightailed was... it out to the, the United States. Um, and I, I found out why he went there. It's because he had a brother there um, who had settled in Baltimore. So I did all that research, and, and that was all very well. And I thought, well, this is kind of interesting, and I'm finding out more. He pops up again in Paris in 1808. And at this point, he's interested in shorthand. He creates something which he calls expediography, which he later shortens to expeditive. Um, I, I found the book uh, in which he describes it. It's impossibly complicated. Nobody could possibly learn it. And in any case, there were already many other forms of shorthand available. So that's he published the book, that book in 1809. In 1815, he comes out with a new book, completely different, but unfortunately... Uh, Barbier was known to sort of shoot himself in the foot on a regular basis. And one of the things he did is he keeps calling it expeditif. He keeps talking about it as if he's creating shorthand, but he isn't. He's not. The, the, the introduction and explanation of the book makes it really, really clear that he's not doing shorthand anymore. Okay. What he's doing is trying to create a very simplified form of communication for people who don't have access to regular education. 
And that includes people who are blind. It also included people who are deaf. It included anybody who is excluded from regular, formal, conventional education. It kind of sounds like uh, Charles Barbier was always trying to reinvent himself or was trying to be an innovator, but maybe was was failing up to to this point, maybe. Yes, he was. Um, He... He was, he was a very well-intentioned man, um, and uh, he. One of the, th- I guess, the one thing that I I gained from my look at his life in the United States is that it seems that by the time he left the United States, he had enough money that he didn't have to work for a living. He didn't have to go back into the army or do anything like that, and he could support himself and his interests. He had a fairly mm-hmm. frugal lifestyle, but he was he was able to indulge in his own interests, and his interests at first ran to stenography or shorthand, um, and then, as I say, in 1815, he comes up with this idea of universal education, universal literacy, with a simplified form of writing. If you imagine uh, a grid um, that is five squares wide and five squares deep. So 25 squares. And into this grid, he places the letters of the alphabet. At the time, only 25 letters in the French alphabet. The letter W was seldom used in French. So 25 letters and in, in a grid of five by five. Then he numbers them across the top. So he numbers all the columns across the top. He numbers the rows down the side. So every letter in the grid can be identified by a two-digit number, the row number and the column number. Then in a further step, he takes those numbers um, and replaces them with very simple symbols. And there only have to be five of the symbols, um, five along the top, five along, down the side, and a combination of, those two, of, of two of those symbols constituted a letter. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the so A, the letter A is column one, row one. one. So yeah. it would be two identical symbols side by side. Um, the letter B is, uh, sorry, row, row, row one, column two is the letter B. So you'd have one symbol that meant that, that uh, stood for the first row and another symbol that stood for the second column. Okay. So again, he was thinking about people with who had very basic literacy or maybe no literacy, where they would just be able to identify symbols. Yes. But what were Moreover, they... he, I mean, the, he, had a, he had a second grid for people who didn't know the letters of the alphabet. Because, the, I mean, the, knowing the letters of the alphabet is your, your part way to, to literacy already. But for people yep. who didn't, there was a second one which was just sounds. And if you could identify a sound again, by a two-digit number, you could write down, in theory, what you heard. It didn't, it worked, well, the French are great at theory. They, you know, there's this joke about sort of, well, it may work in practice, but does it work in theory? Um, They love theory, but that theoretical phonetic system never really worked well. Hmm. However, the alphabetical system worked very well indeed. In this set of 12 different versions of this simplified communication is one that consisted of raised dots. Uh-huh. And he clearly wrote, writes in the introduction that this is intended for people who cannot see, um, particularly people who have been blind since birth and have not had any exposure to conventional um, reading and writing systems. In 1815, Finally, by the end of the year, the, the, the monarchy has been restored um, and the people are trying to put back the pieces of society, which included the school for the blind. And nothing happens for a while until 1821. And by this, this the, um, the director is fired. Uh, he has an affair with one of the teachers and they, they kind of took a dim <laughs> view of that. And so they fire him and they... Um, replace him with a new right. guy they're um, french anyway um so they replace him with a new guy called alexandre rené pinier um and 
the uh, the one of the guys on the board of governors is a friend of Barbier's. And he says, what, you know, Pinier's new. Why don't you try him? It, you know, it didn't get anywhere with the old guy. But yeah. so Barbier goes, well, he doesn't go to the school. He just writes. He sends a letter to Pinier um, saying, I have this method. You might you want to use it. He's willing to experiment. He's willing to give it a try. He doesn't let Barbier anywhere near the school. So one of the things that you read is that Barbier came to the school to demonstrate his method. That didn't happen. So he sent instructions and he sent the tools. Um, and one of the senior students or perhaps a junior teacher at the school learned the method. And he, and I'm pretty sure it's a he, was the person who instructed the other students. And they found it worked. So suddenly these students could write down things. They could write their ideas. They could write down something that they wanted to remember and come back to later. They could write to each other. Compared with what came later, um, it does look kind of clunky and crude. But compared with what came earlier, it was a game changer. Were they using something akin to a very early edition of a slate to write? Yeah, it's a very early edition. There were three pieces to it. There was a, a ruler, a wooden ruler, and mm -hmm. it had six grooves in it. And you'd put the piece of paper on top of that. And then you had a little metal piece that you used to line up the dots vertically And then you had the a sort of blunt punch that you used to press the dots into the paper. And Barbier had hundreds of these sets made up and just gave them to the students. Um, he, really, he really was a philanthropist in that way. He wanted everybody to be able to use it um, and to have access to the tools. When did mm -hmm. Louis Braille come into the picture? Okay, well, he's he's at the school by then. Um, yeah. he, he started at the he'd, he'd been at the school for about two years in 1821, and uh, so he's one of the students who gets to learn it, and he and his friends are all very excited about it. And uh, you know, I, I I don't know how soon it was before they thought you know this this it's taking a little while, and, and now we've got the idea. Maybe we could make it even better. Maybe we could sort of simplify it or streamline it in some way so it's it's faster to write and faster to read. Um, and that's what Louis Braille does. And it takes him, his his publication comes out in 1829. Um, so by this time, he's 20 years old. Uh, he's no longer a kid. And uh, he spent eight years refining the system. But the first book that he publishes, the, f the first book of Braille, is not the one we use today um, because he used dots and dashes. And he got a lot of feedback that they were very confusing. People couldn't really tell the difference easily. So over the course of 16 years, he improves what Barbier, Barbier's original idea and then improves his own work. Um, so... But he's, at no point really gets full marks for persistence. Sorry, uh, just to be clear about this. The, so Louis didn't invent Braille. No. So Charles, he, Bar effectively, Charles Bavier has has invented a, a form of Braille, and Louis he, Braille. It's has, Charles Barbier who is to be credited with the idea of communicating with raised dots, and of inventing. Um, the means by which to do so. Right. Now, Braille takes his system and radically revises it. Um, Braille's system is neater, more flexible, all kinds of things. It is so much better. Um, but Braille did not invent Inventive. the idea yeah. of communicating with raised dots. The story that always comes up is that Charles Barbier, Barbier came to the school and Louis Braille tore him apart and said, this is a mm -hmm. terrible system. And everyone said, oh, Louis Braille's amazing. But you, from your research, mm -hmm. that never happened. Wow. No, that never happened. We have to look at our third character here. And that guy's Pinier, the director oh, yeah. of the school. Yeah. So Pinier was a huge supporter of Louis Braille um, and, you know, gave him space and time to work out his ideas and was very encouraging and so forth. He's, he's a huge fan of Louis Braille. He is not a fan of Charles Barbier. 
As far as Barbier is concerned, the students at this school are already very privileged because they are already getting a formal education in literacy. What he wants is for those students to go out and teach it to people who are illiterate, um, to take this system that he has invented and teach it to other people, other people who are blind or other people who just don't have an edu- any other kind of education. Pinier wanted them to you know, enter um, the educated world enter society. And, uh, and, and, and reach their potential as educated people. So mm. when both of the both Braille and Barbier are safely dead. Uh, Barbier dies in 1841. Braille dies in 1852. In about 1859, Pinier publishes his own memoir, not a memoir. Um, it's, a, it's a description of the life of three of the notable teachers at the school, one of whom is Braille. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And he invents this little thing where Braille points out all the things that are wrong with Barbier's system. And of course, nobody can say that and because, because the other yeah. two guys are dead. Because they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. The two guys are dead. However, <laughs> um, you know, their, their, their letters are still there to be read. And it was very clear that nothing of the sort had happened. Barbier doesn't hear about Braille's book until four years after it's published. Pinier stopped, as, isn't keeping him in the loop at all, and has stopped writing to him. He finds out by, ha- by chance about this book. And he asked to see a copy of it. He gets it and immediately writes to Braille saying, this is fantastic. You've, you've done a marvelous thing. Okay. This is really, really good. I like it. Um, uh-huh. he, he's, he's not, I mean, he, he does say, of course, I would have done it differently and I would have stuck with the, the phonetic approach, but eh, yeah. whatever. Anyway, he is very complimentary and the two become very friendly. So Braille goes to visit Barbier quite regularly, um, usually taking somebody else from the school with him. And uh-huh. in Braille's own work, he says, you know, thank you to Barbier who came up with the system, um, who, in, who sort of set us on the right road for this. Um, yeah. You know, if you, his, um, his, his book, uh, his very first book is, is online and it's transcribed. Um, and you see that he thanks Barbier. And uh, so the two were friendly. There had never been this earlier meeting. That was just Pinier trying to make Braille look better and Barbier look worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't need to, he didn't really need to bother because um, Barbier had been pretty much forgotten by that time. And everybody thought that Braille was a hero. So uh, it was really gilding the lily. But uh, anyway, he, he added that little um, anecdote in his uh, story about the life of Louis Braille. And, and, and what about the story? Uh, sorry, uh, 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 that Braille was a son of a uh, letter maker or something. You know. Oh yes, uh, no, that's that's it, quite true. That's oh, quite, oh, true, that's yes. quite true. Yes, his his father worked in leather, and um, the way that Braille became he was not born blind. Um, yeah. He was playing with his father's tools. Yeah. He injured one eye. Yeah. The eye became infected. The infection spread to the other eye, and he became completely blind by about okay. the age of five, I think. Okay, yeah. but he was—he was—he'd—he'd so, he'd already started to, you know, get a little bit of education, um, and his father made things uh, using leather. He would—he would make things with raised letters that that Braille could trace with his fingers, um, mm. even before he—he oh, wow. he, uh, went to this school and and started to receive a more formal and and uh, conventional education. You have to look at the two of them together because Braille could not have done what he did without the original idea and without those tools. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Presumably, then, that Charles Barbier is not talked, spoken about, really, in education of Braille, even at the, uh, to new students at the beginning of their uh, learning. Very fleeting. Uh, certainly, I had not heard much about him. I mean, when I was in school, never heard about him. Never. I think when you hear this story, Philip, and when you hear what, what you have, all the research you've done, when you hear it as a blind person... Because I suppose a lot of us think, oh, Braille invent, you know, Louis Braille invented Braille, and he was blind, and he was great, and it's our code. And I guess it makes you reevaluate the code a little bit, and that actually, you know, somebody else who was sighted, who had a particular view of what maybe what they thought blind people should be able to do, had a hand in that as well. It, it makes you reevaluate your own views a little bit on on Braille as well. Uh, that, that certainly was uh, yes, that that's my that's head. true. But the thing is that. We tend to, it's not just Braille. Um, we tend to heroize, if that's a word, 
um, make heroes out of inventors as if they came out of absolutely nowhere. Mm -hmm. And they're not actually all of them building on other things that have come before. Mm. Um, So, yes, it would have been extraordinary if Braille had come up with the idea completely out of nowhere. Um, And how on earth would he have invented those tools? Uh, how, How would he have fabricated them? So... It, re- it really was a team effort, but what we, what we don't like to recognize is that invention is very, very rarely a solitary thing. It's almost always collaboration, yeah. feedback, mm-hmm. ideas from others, taking a little bit of this and a little bit of that and somebody's idea from over there and putting them together in a way that nobody's done before. So I would not want to minimize Braille's brilliance in coming up with this six-dot system that can be used for everything from mathematics to music. Uh, Barbier couldn't possibly in a million years have come up with anything like that. But he did come up with a basic idea that Braille could take and turn into something utterly amazing. Wow, it's uh, I I I'm, I just Amazing. I'm fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah, really, really interesting. So, yeah, where can yeah, where yeah. can people get a uh, get yeah. to read your own uh, report or your own um, synopsis of what? So, what's it was happened? published in uh, June of 2021 in the Disability Studies Quarterly, uh, which is a, an American publication. And I also, at the time, wrote about it on my own blog, which is called Parisian Fields. Um, and uh, so some other things are coming out. There's, um, there, there is a different podcast um, by the Disability History Association. So if, here and there, um, the word is getting out. And, and this summer I've, I've talked at a number of different, um, so I, I talked, yes, at the uh, International Council of English Braille, also um, at the Braille Revival League. We'll we'll put a link to the article on the show notes. Yeah, I have it, so we'll course. we'll we'll get a link yeah. on the show notes for this episode. Yeah. Uh, Philippa, thank you so much for a fascinating yeah. story, and I think as we haven't heard the end of it, so we're looking forward <laughs> to hearing what happens with the rest of the research. So thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you very thank much, you so much for asking. I'm yeah, many happy thanks. to talk about to Barbie to anybody who's willing to listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was wondering, and I must look it up, actually, because Philip has prompted me, when is Charles Barbier's birthday? Because we should, you know, we're celebrating Louis Braille every year. There should yeah. be something about Barbier. So I must look uh, him exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. But Philip, uh, uh, that was just incredible. It, it is an amazing story, you know. It is a whole new uh, dimension it gives, you know. It's really, she uh, yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, thank you, Philip. Thanks, Stuart, for having uh, her uh, on the show. Yeah. Oh, listen, yeah. when I heard her at the at the conference, I was like, "We have to get her on the show." She's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Right. Super. Talk yep. to me about talk to myself and Jan about Rim, which is not what yeah. I remember. I thought when you said Rim, it was about BlackBerry phones. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Research and motion. Research fair, motion. Fair, yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's, it's remote incidents. Incidents. Remote incident manager. So yeah. I think oh, I yes. sent this to you guys last week, yep. to, to Jan yeah, yourself. Yeah, this yeah. is actually yeah, yeah, not yeah. a new application, guys. This is the thing. Remote incident yeah. manager is an accessible remote control um, platform, yeah. a bit like TeamViewer, I suppose, for computers. Yeah. So it allows a blind person to control any computer whether or not there's a screen reader on it, it doesn't matter. That's kind of significant. Oh. Um, now, it's been actually around since 2013, but they've, they've done um, a rewrite from the ground up. And because they did a rewrite, they uh, started a public beta and they have um, invited anybody who wants to participate in the public beta until the end of August. So if anyone is listening to this, you can go to getrim.app. That's G-E-T-R-I-M dot A-P-P. And you can try this out. It's going to be free till the end of August. And after that, you will pay. There's different price points. Uh, I mean, we can go through them again, maybe. Um, but basically, $9.99, which is about eight, seven, eight, uh, €9.75 at the moment, because it's so yeah. near parity. Yeah, it's so close. Eh? Yeah. Um, per month will allow you to be able to control one machine. So it's basically one controller and one, as they call it, target yeah. uh, for, for, uh, per month. 
or you can pay $25 per month, which allows you to control, which is one user and three targets. So there's different price points. But the point is, I suppose, this is a fully accessible. You can even copy files between yeah. uh, the two machines. I can't, I can't speak highly enough about this application. And the guys at Numa Solutions, who are the people who are making it, they used to be called Serotech. They're now Numa Solutions, a guy oh. called Mike Calvo and Matt Campbell. Mm. They really, really have this nailed. And I, I'd love to you know, hear what people think of it. So it's getrim.app if you want to try it out while it's free. Great. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's a brilliant yeah, idea. Super. Yep. And fair play to them for designing something that's completely accessible. Yeah, and you don't need to have a screen reader installed. You don't need to have a screen reader on the target machine. If you yeah. don't have, it will, it will guide you through what you need to do. And you will hear speech from the target machine. And I was doing this with one of our tech support colleagues the other day in the UK. And he was, he couldn't get over it. He was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and I really, really hope good. people yeah. will. And they are trying to get price points where people will be able to, you know, use it for their own kind of private needs as well as uh, in the corporate world. Yeah. Shall we have emails? Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Questions and stories and feedback are plenty From all our listeners we have about 20 Sending a mail as they're sipping a brew Thank you dear listener cause we do love you Oh yeah Otis in Baltimore, Derry in Dublin Gordon in Scotland and Shane's trouble Thank you, though, everyone. We love you so. so. Now let's have more email. Go, go Clement, go! go. Yay. Yay! I just woke Larry up. He was snoring away here beside uh, me. Oh, God oh. bless you, Larry. God bless you. Poor little Larry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll probably be snoring okay. again another <clears throat> Hi, boys. Okay. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Claudia. How are things? Michelle in makeup Good. was saying that she had a great chat with you. Yeah, Michelle yeah. Is, we Michelle's have... the new makeup girl. We have all the good chats. She's 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 a good secret keeper. That one. Oh, okay, that's good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a drink with her yeah. later and find out what she was chatting. No, to no. You see, she won't Whoa. tell you. She won't oh. tell you. That's that's a good thing. Everyone has <laughs> their price, Claudia. <laughs> Come here. Um, last time we were we were reading out a message from Gary Hofflekoff. Yes. And Hello, I Gary. believe there's been some there's been Ooh. some further love yeah, letters between I, I, yourself and himself. Do I, you know something? I, we're kind of having an affair. Don't be Are telling you? Mrs. Hoff or anyone okay. else. Um, yeah, Gary, just wants to, we want to give you a shout out because last week I sent Gary a little, a, little, a little visual basic script that's going to help him with some file renaming conundrums he's having. I uh, just yeah. want to make sure, Gary, that you got it. If you didn't, please drop me a line. Uh, I had to share it with you via OneDrive it's, uh, v- because the VB script wouldn't attach. Um, if you have problems, give me a shout. Otherwise, I hope it worked well. You will. You will. And if you yes. don't tell us how you got on, Gary, we're going to send you back those iPads you sent last year. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. tell us how you got on, I know it's a long time coming, but you might never get your name on a jingle. <laughs> but funnily I'm... enough, we have two people who are mentioned in your jingle. We have, we have uh, emails from two of those. Oh, okay. Well, yes. by, by the way, can I, give a, can I give an unbiased request for the new jingle? I oh, was yeah? talking to one of our favorite uh, fans uh, uh, the other night who oh, yeah? said she is still awaiting the new Ooh, jingle yeah, yeah. with Bath of Breath. Oh, she must okay. be running out of breath at this stage. Whoever you are, uh, God bless you. It's, first it's, of all. it's <laughs> Professor John Sweeney's wife. <laughs> oh, Patricia. Patricia. She's a lovely yes. lady. Yes. Okay. Lovely. Okay. Thank you, she, Patricia, she, she for your feedback. She featured in our um, Christmas, our last she Christmas. Did. She did. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. lovely lady. She's got yeah. a couple yeah. of questions, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, go on with emails. So, yeah. So, we got, we have a lovely audio message from uh, Derry Lawler. Oh, yeah. Hi guys, hope you all keep hey. well. Claude, Jan, uh, Stuart and Orn. A uh, great hey. podcast last month. Yeah. I'm recording last this month. in my usual reaper and I'm using a new mixer I've oh. got recently called a Focusrite Vocaster. No, Focusrite Vocaster too. Oh, yes, okay. So um, oh. you have a little bit of control so you can higher up the mic or lower down the mic or mm-hmm. so on oh. and so forth. It's pretty good, I must say. It's be so I have my uh, three channels. I have my uh, voice. Uh, one arm, device, and then I have my loopback so you can hear Jaws. Three arm Alexa, zero items. And my um, Lady A Alexa. <laughs> what time is it? 
Why did she sound so sluggish? Um, so she she's there as well, so you can hear the, the mix. So let me go okay. back to the last one, Netflix. I don't know what it is. I'm watching nothing on Netflix. I think I was watching Lennox Hill, well, and I've only watched one episode. There isn't much on it, no. really. And no. really, lately, there's been very little audio to describe stuff. Uh, the Grey Man Come is another on. film Come I started on, watching. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Unforgivable, which is another film. There are films now, but... Uh, I could lose Netflix tomorrow and yeah. not be hurt. Well, yeah. uh, so I'm not sure what's on that. On on um, Prime, I'm well. enjoying. It's a travel blog. If you like James May from Top Gear, oh, he's uh, called. Yeah, he has yeah. two series on. One called A Man in Japan, yeah. and now A Man in Italy. So he travels from Sicily to the top of Italy, um, trying different foods and drinks and messing. But uh, yeah, okay. there really isn't that much on, to be honest with you. No, there's not. Uh, going back to your previous one about the credit the paying for stuff in the shops oh yes uh, with the touch card I uh, thought oh, yeah. there was one company had a headphone jack I don't know what company that is they might be able to put in your headphones and have speech feedback but really it's terrible I think you should bring your wife or partner and make sure they spend their credit card <laughs> uh, that's what I do and Martha's great she has her card and she can pay for my stuff Martha's a gold card. It's only the dentist I know that does the touch one. And budget <laughs> travel. They have to do so. Martha's booking holiday. Budget but my travel. problem is, if I can talk about the banks, you know when you buy something on in a shop, no, if you're buying something online yeah. and you have to verify it on your iPhone, oh, yeah. I can't yes. do it with Bank of Ireland anymore. Yeah. I, I flick down, I flick up. I flick, I, I, can anybody that can ask your, your listeners that question? How do you verify with the Bank of Ireland app? I'm you can sign into it. Now. It's very sluggish, very messy. But yeah. I can't verify. So, Martha, you flick down here, please. This is, and I was buying some. Actually, I was, I was buying. Um, I can't think what I was buying recently online. Oh, oh I do. Beer. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's it. That's keep up the great work. Okay. Um, oh. Love all your travel stories. Hey, going to the airport. I know it's it's horrific. I'm going to Cardiff in September. Looking forward that's to that. Oh, lovely. Obviously, I'm looking forward to getting through the airports. But yeah, sorry for blather on. Say hi to Claude. Oh, I hope she's on, I hope she's keeping well and talk to you all soon. Bye. Yay. Come on, Derry. Uh, we love Derry. He's yeah. brilliant. That Bank of Ireland thing. I'm a Bank of Ireland customer, although. Well, I probably shouldn't say that, but I am a sighty, so I can't really help you with that, Derry. Well, I am, and I totally can concur with you, Derry, and uh, I have to move banks because I'm also with another bank, and oh, I, I, think I'm also, I think I'm going to be moving my Bank of Ireland account and my okay. other account to a, to a different bank. Completely, bank. completely agree mm. with you. It is inaccessible, and it's one of those Netflix things Stuart aye, aye, knows aye. about. You ring tech yeah. support, uh, and they God tell sake. you, you know, oh, you just swipe it. Yeah, I can't because yeah. I'm using Stop a screen it. reader. Yeah. It's, um, and, and just on the sort of on the related topic about the chip and pin, our good friend Kevin Kelly, who we name-checked yeah. on the last show, guys. Yeah. That's Kevin He Kelly, heard his name-check and said Kevin Kelly. Kelly. I want to ask Kevin, I'm going to get in touch. That's with Kevin Kelly you're asking, yeah? Kevin Kelly, yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask him would he come on because he has some, I, I'm not sure how, how much he's involved now, but he has some experience of the whole chip and pin and where things mm. might be going around that. So oh, I'm going to have right. a chat with him to see would he be interested in just having a bit of a, just kind of hanging out with us, I suppose. Brilliant. Oh, very yeah. good. Because um, we good. actually followed up with the Central Bank because um, Orin and I do follow up on our actions that we take. Um, oh, Stuart. that was a real dig there, Clodagh. Yeah, hey, it was a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so we followed yeah. up with our connections in the Central Bank. And they God, say I'd, that... Clodagh, I would hate to go to a meeting with you. We're among friends, really. But oh, they yeah. said, this uh, person said that, that the Central Bank have no... Um, authority. Authority over retailers and what... Um, their point of sale system that they use, they, they uh, don't have. But I okay. made the point of, you know, the difficulties that people were having, as we discussed, and he said he would see if, if he heard anything or, you know, at his next meeting, he'll he'll have a chat about it and see uh, what they it, have it, to it, say. And, and that's, that's good, actually, in ter- especially with the central bank. Uh, in the meantime, yeah. I'll see, can I uh, chat with Kevin as well and see if he has yeah, any Yeah, no, that's thoughts. great. Yeah, so, yeah super. We're, yeah. We're Fantastic. On this case. So will we, will we move on, lads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yep. Great, super.
I'm super nervous about reading this one out. It's from the lovely oh. Gordon Anthony, and I love Gordon, and you love Gordon. God bless you, Gordon. <laughs> and, and we Mrs. all love Mrs. Gordon. Blind Gordon. Yeah, and Blind yes, Gordon. but yeah. the here's problem a question, here, just before we start, just yeah. just here's another question. I just wonder about Blind Gordon. Could you could you answer this one? Because uh, we're watching The Crown so much now, oh, yeah. we're rewatching it rather. I wonder has Blind Gordon ever been invited up to Balmoral? To Balmoral, yeah. In August, I don't when the think Queen they invite there. people in there. I'd do love they to really? go to Balmoral. Ah, they do. They do. Do they? Ah, but you yeah. have to be like ready to shoot deer and stuff. I'd say, and, he, I'd say he'd be a good man with a gun. But but isn't there isn't there a whole <laughs> isn't there a whole episode on epi- on episode four or in season four uh, called the Balmoral Test? There is when Michael you come Patrick. to Balmoral the first time, mm. they kind of test you out. Yeah, They're very meany right, pants. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. very meany pants. They are. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, we can ask Gordon about that. But in the meantime, he yep. has. I'm very nervous about this because he has bits of of Scots in here, and I'm I'm oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not a. Orin will tell you I'm not good with accents, so um, yeah. I'm not even going to try because I'm not able. So I'm just going to do my best. Okay. So, okay. Hello, Gordon says. I tried to send this message that's, a wee uh, while ago. That's hello in English. Oh right, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. A wee while ago, but Jaws and I. That's, cons- that's a little time. That's a little while a ago. A little small yeah. time. Thanks yeah. for the translation. <laughs> Conspire. We'll be here a while now. It's going to take us a while. Conspired against me, possibly because I put some Scots word in, words in the text. I'll have another go. So apologise if the mes- if the first message did get through. It didn't, Gordon. We didn't see it. So this is uh, this is the first time we saw it. Anyway, mm-hmm. Gordon says to start with for Orin's benefit. Oh, I. I'd like to say, oh, hi, the new. Oh, hi, the new. <laughs> okay, th- we all know that, and that's a great one, right? But you're not going to know this one, I don't think. Jings Crivens, help me, Boab. Boab, sorry, Bob. <laughs> Jings <laughs> help me Crivens, Bob. help me, Boab. Yes, it's, um, I looked it up because I have no idea. And it's an ex- the Jings is an exclamation of surprise, like by oh. Jings or by Jingo. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Crivens yeah. is an exclamation of astonishment or horror. And help me, Bob, is expressing frustration or amazement. It's like crikey or goodness so gracious like, me. For goodness sake. Goodness gracious yeah. me is what the thing said. For goodness sake of me. Okay, the food. It's the Scottish for goodness gracious me. Okay. So there you go. Oh, hi, the new Jings Grivens. Help me, Bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, Gordon. Good. So also, he's not sure if this counts as a blindy tip or not. Well, you'll have to tell us. I don't know. But I do have a solution for the problem with Twitter's bizarre notification page layout. Uh-huh. Navigating, yes, you see, this was your problem, Warren, wasn't it? Yes. Um, navigating that became such a pain that I switched to using Spring for Twitter. There's a small cost to this app, but it's well mm-hmm. worth the money. Spring is fully accessible, gives feedback in a much better way than the official Twitter app, and is fully customizable. It is oh. far more flexible than the Twitter app, he says. I've actually heard about this app from, Spring, I think, really? Derry Lawler actually had a, something on Twitter about it. And I believe it's, I, mm. I don't know anything about it, I don't have it, but I believe everyone's talking about it. He was probably well, trying to are. buy beer through Twitter or something. Like. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Okay. You could sue you for so he's using Spring. Spring, yeah. Spring. He says spring it took him a couple air. of days. Spring, exactly. Spring is in the air, yeah. It took him a couple of days to figure out how to use Spring fully, but I never, uh, I have never looked back, and certainly won't be using the official Twitter app again if I can help it. He said there's a couple of things to be aware of with Spring. It can occasionally have some focus issues, although these are caused by Twitter, and the developer has worked hard to resolve them. Also, mm. you may not see every notification about people liking your tweets, although you do get notifications about every reply or quote tweet. You cannot create a thread of tweets and then post them all at once. In spring, you need to post them one at a time as replies to the previous message, which I think is how a lot of people do that's it right. anyway. If, so that's yeah, and, and if I'm not mistaken, by the way, just um, I believe, and Gordon can correct me if not, that spring is also available for PC and Mac. So it's a kind yeah. of a multi-platform. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, okay. that'd be cool. He's saying none of these are any great problem, and I certainly don't miss the official Twitter app. Spring has all the other functions and is much easier to use. All the best. I always listen, uh, enjoy listening to your show, so keep up the great work. Yours, I, Gordon. Mm. God bless you, Gordon. <laughs> bless you, Gordon. God bless you. I was, just, I was just about to yeah. say, I wonder if uh, Blind Gordon would yeah. like to do a, an audio recording of using yeah, a spring. spring. Yeah. For oh, us. God. oh, yeah. Are you setting our listeners' actions? And with a Scottish <laughs> action. Gordon, you've got an action. Yeah, yeah. and he could, he could also, then do the, the Scots jeans. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can yeah, we get Mrs. Blind Gordon in the background? Oh, yeah. Woo. <laughs> let's, her out, let's have her in the foreground, Stu. Sorry, you're right, Claudia, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, Claudia. Thank, so thank listen, you, I that's can, brilliant. 
Yeah. yeah, isn't he great? I'm, I feel the time ticking away, so I'm going to run yep. straight into the next one. And it is actually related, and um, it's uh, from our lovely friend Salim. Web developer extraordinaire, Indeed, by the way. And mm-hmm. among mm-hmm. many other things. Mm-hmm. Among many Hi, blind, things yeah. Hi, blind guys and Clodagh, he says. I hope you're all enjoying the nice weather that we're having, yes, we are, although it was raining until Ooh, just a minute ago. Yeah. But there you go. Oren, coming to your issue regarding Twitter app for, for the iPhone. Oh, no, it's okay, yeah. Salim. We've no, already no, no, heard no. from Blind No, 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 no. Salim, Salim. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I don't use the app at all except for receiving push notifications from it. If, if that wasn't the case, I would have un- uninstalled it from my iPhone by now. Well. I went in and cannot find those issues you were facing. I had a look and the app was updated a week ago. I think the issue was probably fixed in this latest version. No, so you need not. to you need no, to do it's it. Not. It's not you're saying. No, it is not fixed. Okay. Oh, okay. No. Anyway, he goes on to say I use Twitterific for all my Twitter ah, yeah, activities Twitter. Oh, yeah. and I yeah, think yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. also. Yeah. I think you should give it a go as it's a solid app regarding accessibility. Another app is called Spring, but that one is paid. He says, I do have it, and it's a great app with lots of customizations available. Mm. Uh, Sorry I didn't really answer your question. Well, you did, really. Well, you did, kind of. But um, more likely it was some labeling issues in that area of the app. Thank you so much, Salim. Have a good one and chat soon, Salim. That was a nice uh, lot of uh, emails there. Yeah, yeah great. lots of tech support diverse. going both directions. Yeah, yeah, but we love our listeners. We do. We always love our. Yeah, and we love the new sure. ones and the old ones and the in between ones. Everybody. Absolutely. Yep. Get, Get on the stage. Okay, we're going. We're going. We're going. Thank you so much for listening to us, ladies and gentlemen. Episode forty-nine. Next episode will be episode fifty. We've no idea what we're doing for that one, but we do hope you will join us. Everything. Yeah, it'll all be in Stuart's penthouse. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening to us and we will see you in two weeks time bye 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 busy